0: Hi, this is Nancy Earald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity, and I have a fabulous lady here today. Canton
1: Baskar is here, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. Thank you so much, Nancy, for having me. It's such a delight to be here with you. I'm excited you're here.
0: You guys, this is a show you're going to want to share. It's called Leaving Her Book. She's just written How I Set Myself Free from an Abusive Marriage, and gosh knows uh, everybody probably knows somebody or possibly has been in this situation, and she's written this amazing book, and I'm just thrilled that she's here. She's an Indian American. She is a first-time author, and she holds a master's degree in social work and a certificate in life coaching. She's also a certified business coach. She's uh, being a successful human resource professional. Her expertise is in training and mentoring. She is a certified advocate, speaker, and coach for victims and survivors of domestic violence. And her website, you guys, is, I'm going to spell this for you so you can find it. So it's K-A-N-C-H-A-N-B-H-A-S-K-A-R.com. And I'm just thrilled you're here today because there's a lot of domestic violence going on in the world. And we were talking before the show, and I want you to tell your story. And I guess my first question, and if you want to just talk about what happened to you, this was an arranged marriage you were telling me before the show that this is something that was common in India for a a while it still is but it's starting to relax a little bit but tell your story what happened to you it was 1980 I think was it 80 when you got married right tell us what happened you were you were so excited you were getting married and you and he was handsome too right
1: Right, right. And okay. you know, that was like my dream that a Prince Charming will come and, you know, take me off my, you know, uh, feet and take me into the clouds and, you know, things like <laughs> how we, how we dream and we have our, yes. so growing up, I was uh, into Mills and Bones and uh, Barbara Cotland, all those romantic novels that I used oh. to read. In, So it was like, you know, I had the same dreams as anybody would have it. Any girl, uh, growing up girl would have it. Um, And then I found myself in an arranged marriage uh, to a social charmer, very bright uh, person. And I thought, thought, wow, you know, my dreams are going to come true. Uh, But perhaps my husband would not agree with my perceptions of... uh, A woman is to be respected and there needs to be a partnership between a man and a woman because that's what I saw in my own house while growing up. Mm. My parents were true partners with each other. My dad, you know, cherished my mom and they had a lovely, blissful relationship with each other. Yeah. So that is what I thought a marriage is going to be for me too. Mm -hmm. But then, like I said, he had a totally different viewpoint of a marriage and uh As soon as we got married, I figured that he was a narcissist, a violent alcoholic, and a very angry man. Well,
0: I just want to back up a little bit, because I I love how you do your book. She breaks it down by years. And I want to talk about this, because you are just, you're all dressed up. You came from, now let me, I just want to make sure I'm correct. Did you come from New Delhi? Yes. Okay, so you're in kind of more of a city. And then he takes you to where he's from, and it's Nandoli, is that right? Yes, Nandoli. Okay, and talk about, I mean, it was a shock for you, culturally, really.
1: Right, it was, um, because like I said, I was grown up in a very, very cosmopolitan city, India, um, New Delhi is the capital of India, so it has got all, you know, all, I would say, educated Class of people a lot, and uh, the cities are very well structured and very well done. And we have the uh, the latest uh, fashion and whatnot there. You know, right? The latest and greatest. Yeah, okay. and all the good universities are there. I studied in Delhi University, which is supposed to be the most premium university. And we used to go in university buses and, you know, the girls and boys and, you know, so all that fun. And yeah. I was a very fun-loving girl. Um, you know, in the evenings, we would sit in coffee houses and chat with each other. And all that was coming up when I was growing up. Right. And, uh, yeah. And uh, then I get married thinking that you know he'll have the same kind of a uh, uh, viewpoint because he his parents lived in also in New Delhi but it's not part of the New Delhi that I was in they were a little bit into more old Delhi gotcha. uh, kind of a place uh, but my husband lived away from the family for almost previous se- seven years or so because he was working in a very very small town he called it town but i would call it a village because when I went there uh, it was a very very typical uh, village in the sense of there were no uh, good shops or uh, Mm. even grocery shops and you know there were small lanes brick laid uh, little streets were there and you could see the um, animals tied outside their houses and you know kettle was there
0: yeah and you know it was crazy what I thought well you said they shut they bathed in the street a lot of times and that was um a really interesting I don't know why we're freezing here today on my show there we go we came back but um (laughs) I don't know what's happening it says my internet's unstable today I don't know what's going on we're not having a storm or anything but um You know, you you talk about this because it was almost like it almost sounds like it was third world country to what you were used to.
1: Yes, it almost seemed like that to me. And I was never told uh, that it's going to be like that. Um, I was told that he lived close to a city, Udaipur, which is a very famous tourist spot. It's uh like Venus, I would say, you know. It's like a very uh, known tourist spot where even, you know, people from America and England and everybody you know, got other to. countries, they come and uh, visit that place. It's a city of lakes, they call it. So it was like he lives very close to that, but then I didn't know very close to that would mean 70 miles away in a very, very small town, a uh, small village, I would say. Right. Um, yeah, so I was surprised i did not get into a shock only because i was so much into the thing of getting newly with my husband and you know like i did not let that affect me at all right i'm
0: gonna fast forward a little bit so you start to get sick and you realize or the lady or the neighbor or somebody says oh she's pregnant
1: right right Tell what happens. Yeah, so we had a festival of holy colors festival, which now people also know here in America. They started to celebrate festival of colors, like you throw Mm -hmm. colors on each other and, you know, all that fun. Oh, it was that festival. And. uh, I went out with my husband at the time and uh, you know we were all in the community and putting colors on each other and I started to feel very dizzy and nauseated. I came back home and I lied down um, and then this neighbor woman came in and she said, what's going on? And I told her what my symptoms were and she smiled and she looked at my husband and said, oh, it seems that she's pregnant. Um, I looked at his face but he did not give any reaction and I thought maybe you know he's just listening at first time and he's shocked or whatever so I just you know said okay fine because I was more concerned about my nausea at the time mm-hmm. uh, and then I slept I think I slept for a while and when I got up I saw him sitting on the floor his head rested with the wall and he was totally boost up he was he had been drinking and uh, this was not the first time that I saw him drunk. Uh, it was already he had started to show those signs to me even before that. This was the third month of my marriage. But even after 15 days, he had started to show those signs. So I do write all that in the book. as yeah. to What was the first incident and how it happened? But this was almost like a second or third big incident where um, you know, I I saw I turned my myself and I looked at him and he literally pulled me out of the bed and asked me to sit next to him on the floor and I sat there. He could not talk. He was stuttering. He was like totally out um, because of the too much of alcohol that he was, he was had. drunk. Yeah, yeah, he was drunk and uh, he started to pull me towards him and he started to hit me in my stomach and I said what are you doing I mean you know that I'm carrying this baby but he would not listen he would keep pulling me towards him and and he will keep hitting me in my stomach with his legs and I kept my two hands on my belly trying to save my fetus at the time right. and, uh, but uh, no he he didn't bother and I was not able to get up from there because I could not hold any furniture item or anything to just you know spring spring back. But I somehow managed to get up and I ran into the bathroom and you know shut the door and it was it was sad because I was bleeding. Um, and then I was taken to the hospital with the same neighbor woman and they put injections into me and they said that uh, you know, the fetus is still there but we want to stop the bleeding. And uh, they kept me giving me the injections to hold that uh, fetus in me for the next two days.
0: Then you, did you, is it at that point that you went back to your parents?
1: Yes, yes. I mean, I said that I want to go to Delhi um, and be with my parents and my family because I was really missing them. And I was just 23 years old. Um, and I did not even know what was going on with me, you know, like, so soon I'm getting pregnant. What, what's going on? Like, I was totally perplexed. Mm-hmm. But he told me when he came to uh, drop me on the bus station, um, that uh, you have to first go to my father's house. You cannot go to your parents' house.
0: Yeah, why? Why did he want you to go to the to his parents' house first?
1: So Nancy, uh, we have to understand the culture a little bit here, because uh, in India, once a girl gets married, she is given to the in-laws. Like this is now your responsibility. Our responsibility is over from today. And so it's a patriarch society in India. It's a okay. in America, we see it's more like matri- matri- matriarch. <laughs> yes. Yes. I understand. So even then, so
0: I I didn't realize that.
1: So you're pretty
0: much like their property.
1: Yes. And okay. their his brothers and sisters are now my brothers and sisters, and his father is my father. So um okay. it's it's different. It's very well, different. When you went there though, didn't you tell his parents what he did? No, see that is where I have now started to say, speak up, do not hide. You are not the guilty person, but that is who I was at that time. I hid it. Right? I hid were you,
0: what were you afraid of?
1: Um. So first thing, I did not want my parents to know because my dad had minor heart attacks too already. And I did not want him to worry about me or get shocked as to why this with my daughter because he loved me to death.
0: Yeah, it would, have, it, would have, it would
1: have killed survived. him. Yeah, yes. and that guilt, I would have never survived in my life. Oh my gosh. So when, when I was traveling on the way, I thought about it and I said, uh, you know, I really do not know what my future is. I cannot decide right away that I'm not going back to him or how things are going to shape up. So it's better that I go to his house for a couple of days and then go to my parents' house. And that's what you did. That's what I did.
0: Then what happened when you got to your parents? Did you stay there for a while? Did you stay there
1: during your pregnancy? No, I stayed at that time just for uh, two days. I think my father and mother, they were called like, you know, I, wanted them to know that I've come to Delhi and that was my first visit after my marriage so my parents came to see me in the evening and um, I told them that you know I have this threatened abortion they call it because the fetus is still there and it's not yet out so there's a threatening of threat of the fetus coming out so I told them it's a you know that happened and they asked me and I said I just slipped you know on the on the floor and all of that and my dad was quiet, he knew, you know, how parents have the intuition. Um, and I was also sobbing a little, so they kind of knew that- I kind was-
0: They kind of knew what happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they sat there and then my dad asked my brother-in-law to bring some bricks so that we could raise the bed from my legs upwards so that, you know, the flow was upwards and not downwards. So, you know, he did a couple of things there. Uh, But it seems uh, that they didn't like it, that who's who's he to come to our house and dictate to us and tell us what is to be done.
0: Oh, the his parents didn't like that. Yes. Yeah.
1: Right. But, uh, you know, my my dad said that I want to take him, take her with me. But they said, no, even we have got doctors here and we can look after her. So you don't need to take her with you. But after two days, I literally pleaded with my father in law and I told him that I need to go to my parents um, because I'll be more comfortable there and I'm not very comfortable here. So he said, okay. Then that, that time he agreed. And then I went to my parents' house okay. and I was there. And the whole checkup and everything happened. And the doctor said it has to be a bed rest for nine months. And wow. um, I lived there for that time period. So
0: when the baby was born, did, and his name is Vijay, by the way.
1: Uh, Did he come when the baby was born? Yes. He did. Yes. He came, he took transfer to New Delhi by that time because uh, he came, in fact, when I went there and I went to my parents' house, he came there within a month's time. And he typically, every classic case is very manipulative that's what they do, he fell into my feet, he cried, you know, like a baby, and he kept saying, you know, pardon me, excuse me, I will never do that, I cannot live without you, I have nobody in my life, and you know how it is a typical situation, sure. And the girls, uh, the women, just uh, some compassion, comes from somewhere and you feel okay let me give him one more chance Mm -hmm. and at that time since I was pregnant with his child I thought okay fine maybe he's right he's saying that he will change so maybe he's not used to drinking maybe he drank too much yeah I kept giving excuses Mm -hmm. for his from his side yeah. And, uh, yeah. So. And he was a
0: charmer. So he charmed your parents. He,
1: he charmed my parents. He charmed the whole world uh, outside. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought that he was a very nice guy. He was a very bright guy. So in a way, I was always worried that nobody going to believe me.
0: Right. Well, right. that's that's the whole thing. You didn't even know what a narcissist was. Right.
1: You know right. what? What surprised
0: me, and I just not surprised me, but I guess stuck out is you always felt like you said this in the book. Every time you went back with him, you felt like you were at home. So there was this attachment, regardless of what he did. And that's what happens with narcissistic relationships. I've been in one myself, so I can, I can vouch for you. It's weird. It's almost like, I don't know if it's an energetic thing. Talk about that a minute, because like, you just felt like you weren't home unless you were with him, even though he was
1: the abusive one. Right, right. yeah. So, you know, the whole attraction started when I was getting married to him because I did not have any relationship with any man before that. Mm. You know, so this was the first man in my life. And like I had waited for this moment to come into my life. So I was falling in love with him during that courtship period of six months that Mm -hmm. between the engagement and the, and the marriage, right. I was pretty much attached to him. And the first few days he was like the best human being on the earth. (laughs) And he was romantic and he was nice and he was charming me and he was praising me all kinds of things. So That was my first impression of him, Mm -hmm. which stayed with me for a very long time.
0: Yeah, and that's true. That happens. That happens. Even though he did all these things. So you eventually, I want to move forward a little bit, because you eventually go back and you move back in with him and try to get him. I know at one point you try to get him to take some anger management classes and things like that. Can you move forward a little bit? So tell the audience kind of, I don't want to tell the whole book, but. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's a really you tell there's a lot of detail. I just will say that that you include in this um, that I'm not including right now. But
1: right. So, yes, uh, you know, when things were not changing and he would be in a good mood, I would always tell him that you need to go take a medical help, go to a psychiatrist, go to a medical doctor, go go therapist, you know, go to anger management. But he would not listen. He would always tell me that I needed to go to a sick Yeah, There's something and wrong with you. Not a person. <laughs> oh god.
0: You know, and there's something else that really struck me with your book. You really have a strong faith in the divine. Yes. In our creator. And um that was
1: surprised. I mean, you that's what helped you through this. Yes, yes. My faith worked. And pulled me out of that mess. Otherwise, it was not possible. I would have hanged myself by, you know, if I had to continue to live with him. But my faith in the universe and my faith in the higher power. So I was born and brought up in a very spiritual environment. We were not like religious, but more spiritual. We did not follow any particular religion. And uh, I carried that faith with me for many years but after my marriage and with all the whole torment happening i had just forgotten about it you know just yeah. i was just thinking about survival at that moment right but then eventually i started to build my faith back when i thought about <clears throat> escaping and you know moving out of this place that place uh, my faith in universe was very strong at that time i thought universe is going to help me And that higher power i am his blessed child and he is going to look after me you know after every war there is peace and after my torment there will be some kind of a solace that will come to me so i accepted that situation in the sense that not that i accepted that he could beat me every day but i accepted that situation that it is going to be like this for a bit but that does not mean that I have to be acting as a victim. Right. Let me stand up on my own two feet and start to work towards my escape and start to build those steps that will take me to my escape. So, because of my faith, I started to build more resilience into me. The mental resilience came in, my emotional well being became better. Um, I started to have belief in myself. So that I could build my tenacity and the strength and, you know, work towards uh, getting out of that place along with my three children. Yeah, because you ended up having two more kids. Yes, the twins were born after my daughter. So the God said, okay, take more. You know, have two at a time. <laughs> Look at <out." laughs>
0: well and I want to ask you something so as you because I've done this has happened to me similar to not everybody has their own story you know but I planned (laughs) but as you were planning I guess is I'm just picking this up so you were becoming stronger but you weren't letting him see that were you
1: letting him see that that you were
0: stronger that you were stronger Yeah, oh, he did right. say you were stronger. Oh, he did. Yeah, he was
1: oh. be- because I started to work. I became financially independent. I know. Tell the audience so, what you
0: did. Tell them.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, this, you know, the, like I said, my faith in universe started to bring me angels and collaborators and mentors who would give me direction. So, uh, I had many of them come into my life and I would listen to them. I would take the challenge and say, okay, fine. You know, I am going to become financially independent. That's the first step I need to do. That's what the lady told me just now. You know, it was just like so strange that that would happen because so many people would tell me that and I would not listen. But then this particular person comes in the right time at the right place. And I feel... Uh, that this is my angel sent by God Himself. So well, yeah. I... Wait a minute.
0: So let's back up.
1: So you're talking. You're
0: you meet this lady. She's like a neighbor, right? I think yeah. I'm telling. I think I'm telling the proper thing. You meet her like in the elevator or something, and she yes. asks you where your husband is because I caught this in the book. And you're like, well, I don't have one. And then you kind of just say you're not divorced. And then she looks at you and. I wrote this down and she says something to the effect of uh, why haven't you let go of him and
1: unburdened yourself? Right. She said that to me. She says, why are you still talking about him? Yeah. Have you not forgotten that hell of a person? You know, why are you telling me about him? And I said, yeah, I've got three children from him. And he said, she said, that was his role. And that was it was over after that. He was sent to be with you, to give you these three beautiful children. And his role was over. And it's over now. Don't even think about him. Don't talk about him. He's gone from your life. And that's it. So it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the people I thought were like angels because their yeah. message strike, you know, it remained in my psyche. And I worked on those things then.
0: Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about um how you ended up coming
1: to the United States. Yeah, so I started to build a ramp towards my freedom. Okay. I yeah the the uh, journey was slow but steady, and I had to live in that marriage for long because of various reasons. Uh, the law was not on my side in India. I could you not couldn't divorce. divorce. You couldn't divorce. No, I could not divorce him. Uh, My children would have gone to him as, as uh, you know. Oh, uh, he
0: would have received the children. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. There were
1: ways for him to do that. And I was sure that he will do that. Okay. So that was not acceptable to me that my children will go to him. Not even one of them can go to him, I thought. Mm -hmm. So I had to be in that relation for very long. And as I was building these steps towards, I mean, on the ramp, Mm-hmm. Financial freedom. Sent my children to boarding school. I didn't want them to be in that environment. Uh I bought a house in my own name. I know. I'm so proud of you. And then I did that too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's freeing to know that you you can do it on your own, isn't it? I, it's
1: I so know. freeing.
0: I know, I love it.
1: And when still he did not change, then I thought. I have to run away from this country far, far away where he cannot see me. Mm -hmm. That is the time I started to plan to leave India.
0: And it took you a bit because it wasn't easy to get a visa. (laughs) Like you looked at different countries. I I read in the book where you looked at like all different countries (laughs) and where you could go. And it finally, because you looked at England, you looked at, you know, But then you ended up getting a visa to go to the United States. Now, did he know? Like, how did you escape? How did you get out of there with the kids without him knowing? Or did he know you were going? He he knew.
1: He He knew. And uh, that was one mistake, big mistake that I did that I told him. And he started becoming a very good human being during that time. Mm, Okay. And he pleaded that I bring him with me. Uh, I thought about it and then I thought okay fine I'll buy a return ticket for him let him come with me I'm going to a very strange place among strangers I've never seen U.S. before it's going to be a very foreign you know what you'll have okay Um,
0: take a moment that's fine that's fine we're talking here for a bit joking inside oh it's okay We'll, well we got about 10 more
1: minutes Okay. okay, so um, I brought him with me on a return ticket. And then, uh, you know, we it was in a way good because, you know, there was so much to be done. I started to go to work the very next day. We had to have an apartment. We needed to, to have a car. We The children were to go to schools. So- Where'd you go? Where'd you
0: end up with it? Where'd you end up- Syracuse. Syracuse, Syracuse okay. In New York,
1: yeah. So um, after two months, I told him that, you know, it's time for you to go. And he quietly went away. He went back. Wow. Were you surprised? Uh, no, because I knew that there was some trick involved here. He would not leave me like this, just like that. So after three months, there was a knock on the door and I opened the door and there he was. So he, he was came
0: back. back. He came back. He knew where you live so he could find you again. Yeah wow and then what
1: <laughs> you are you're telling all my stories
0: okay well we can't all right then we're not going to tell anymore she doesn't want to tell anymore
1: no, guys no i'll tell you the brief here all that... right
0: <laughs> well okay, so, you gotta buy the book or you're not gonna know what happens so i'm just teasing. yeah go ahead
1: so from a survivor I did not stop there because I had, I had survived, but I had lost those 23 years. So I had to thrive and come up to the mark where I would have otherwise come to in life, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I divorced at that time, I thought, no, now is my time to live life. And I started to build my life from the age of 22 years when I got married. And then, you know, I, took some more certificates I became an advocate uh, for the people of domestic violence I I know you went
0: like, back to school you went back to college I want to say that you went yes. to Syracuse University and you got I your MBA yeah. yeah you got your MBA and yeah. I think that's really awesome now now what's
1: going on today how's your life today I am thriving Nancy I am living life on my own terms. I am happiest person. I am free. Uh, The children are so well settled in life. All Mm -hmm. the three. They are happy. They are married. I have a grandchild two years old now. And uh, life is so good. Life is good. Uh, I have a purpose in life. I wrote the book. And uh, after this, I start to build like a coaching practice for the domestic violence people or people who are going through divorce and they do not know how to take the next steps Right, because I'm a life proof to them. um, It can be done. One can be, it is doable. Everything is doable. Only you have to have that mental resistance, mental resilience and tenacity. And that can be built. Yeah,
0: and you loved yourself enough
1: and you loved your kids. Yes. Right.
0: Yeah, And that's really what this is about. I mean, loving yourself enough and your kids to get yourself to plan. How can I get out of this bad situation? Because there's so many people who get themselves in these situations. And I just want to say something about narcissism real quick. I did a whole show. I don't know if you watch my video. I have a video just on narcissism Okay. because <laughs> my mother was a narcissist. So then I married a narcissist, you know, and you try to. Yeah. And see, a lot of us have done these things. Yeah. And we don't realize until we get older, you know, and then we start to to see the pattern. And you know, it takes time before you can even I mean, it took a long time before you realize what this guy was. Right. You know, right. yeah, because you're young and you don't realize.
1: And precisely the reason, Nancy, that I haven't gotten into a relationship after that. I am so <laughs> scared to get into like, you know, I'm ready. I'm good to have friends. I've got men, colleagues at work. We go out for, you know, eating nice. together and have a drink in the evening. But uh, no, I never thought of living with somebody.
0: With somebody again. Isn't that interesting?
1: <laughs> well, and let me ask you, gosh, do I even
0: ask, how is Vijay? Where is he now? Is he still in India? Oh, we don't know. Oh, you don't know? Yeah. So he didn't stay in contact with the kids or anything? No. 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 And... But there was another thing that you said in your book that I thought was really important. You were really worried about your kids being affected psychologically. Yes. Talk about that a little bit before we get out of here, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, it is such a tragedy that the perpetrators do not think about the effect on their kids, mm-hmm. what will happen with what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids are so honest and such innocent souls that they are when they see their mothers or you know mother or father in in some cases being hit uh they want to help they mm-hmm. want to help the abuse but they are helpless they cannot do it and that affects their psyche such a lot they become insecure they feel they are not good enough they're they start to get into bad habits you know they mm-hmm all these drugs and the alcohol and everything, it starts from there. And sometimes they carry that image that it's okay to beat. Yeah. It's fine. One can do that. Right. And, you know, And then they, they end up doing the same thing. So yes, children get very badly affected. They get depressed. They get sad. They are morose. They do not know what to do. And sometimes they are also uh, guilty in some sense, And also ashamed that they could not help. So their whole psyche gets affected. Mm -hmm. Uh, In my case, since I sent my children to boarding schools, that was... That was so
0: fortunate that you were able to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to tell you, I think it's an amazing book. And I'm really glad you wrote it because... You guys, if you know anybody who's in an abusive relationship, they should read this because it really shows what you went through. You give a lot of detail. So today you're coaching and you're helping people and you're working with, you know, and you see a lot of this right now, I'm sure.
1: And yes. And, you know, just to give a little uh, end to this whole book is that this book, my story is full of hope. It's full of desire. Yes. It is, yes, it is yes. empowering. And uh, at the end, it's full of, you know, how you can transform yourself and uh, come out of that victim mentality and become a survivor and a thriver. So that's the book about. And like I said, I am have a purpose in life now and I'm happy. I'm uh, giving back to the community and that keeps me going.
0: I'm so glad you're here. I love it. And you're in Chicago, is that right? Yes, I'm I Chicago. love that. I love it. So if people want to get in touch with you, how do they find you? Do you have a
1: website? Yes, I okay. do have a website. All it's right. bhaskar.com. You spelled it for me earlier. I did. I did. I'm going to spell it again. K-A-N-C-H-A-N-B-H-A-S-K-A-R.com. Okay. And you will find all the details there, brief of the book. There's an excerpt there you will get all the social media links there and all my, you know, podcast and whatever I've done.
0: Fantastic. It was really well-written. I want to say that to you. This yeah. was really well-written. I really got into it. I really thought it was really good. I, I read a lot so of books. Much. Yeah. I read a lot of books and I just thought, I mean, I, I felt like I was with you when, you know, when I first started and you were getting married and you went through all this, you, I, you wrote it so that the, um, The person reading it was you know really feeling like they went through this whole scenario with you and i want to commend you because it's hard a lot of people never make it out and uh you know god bless for making it out and getting out of there and having a decent life because we all deserve to have a good life it's called leaving how i set myself free from an abusive marriage and it's by conchan bascar all right you guys This is Nancy out. This is High Road to Humanity. And we're going to get out of here for today. Thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Okay. All right, you guys. Everyone take care. Have a great weekend and God bless.